0: This episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by Audible. Audible.com is a great resource for any audiobook needs you might have. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from. And Tyler and I are both longtime users of the service. We get a new book every single month. And we're giving you the opportunity right now to have a free month on us. All you need to do is go to audibletrial.com eggs and use that promo code and we will go ahead and get your free month on us. You may think about using it to download Neil Gaiman's book, Norse Mythology. It'll give you a whole background on everything you're about to hear. It's very entertaining, and it's actually a book by one of my favorite authors. So that's my recommendation for this week. Go to audibletrial.com eggs. You can go ahead and get that free month and get up, get you up and rolling.
1: Hi, and welcome to Bacon and Eggs. My name's Tyler Carlin.
0: And I'm Ethan Edgehill.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode.
0: This is a new podcast we created to be entertainment for your morning commute.
1: Or bedtime, or really anything else. But we've known each other for a little over 13 years at this point, and in that time, it's been a goal of ours to never stop being creative together.
0: Unfortunately, anyway, we grew a little bit more apart when we went to college, and podcasting seemed like a great way for us to rekindle that.
1: Yeah, so we've kicked around ideas on what to do for years, and I think we finally settled to sticking something we're good at.
0: Since we met, we've been going to movies together, reading the same books, listening to the same music, and having our in-depth conversations about all of it.
1: And we used to spend hours in the local bookstore behind the movie theater going back and forth over the movies that we just saw not buying books.
0: Really getting down to the nitty gritty of the content we take in and definitely also not drinking Starbucks.
1: Right, so our goal here is to bring all of that to you listening. Uh, we want to do a little bit of review, a little bit of theory, and maybe the occasional hot take, whatever that is.
0: So thanks for everybody for tuning in and listening. And we promise this intro is just going to be a one-time thing. So without further ado, Tyler, what would you think of Game of Thrones this week? I'll
1: tell you, Ethan, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I'll tell you what I did watch was Thor.
0: I mean, if you see later seasons of Game of Thrones, it's pretty much the same thing, if I'm being honest, yeah. (laughs) I've never seen the later seasons. The Frost Giants and the guys from Game of Thrones right now, can't can't tell them apart. Identical, identical villain got going on there.
1: Well, maybe identical villain, but not probably the same static sub-characters who are all very clearly one-dimensional, have like their own little shtick. Maybe that is how it is in Game of Thrones, I don't know, I've never watched it.
0: Are you saying that a Marvel character is one-dimensional? How dare you?
1: Well, hold on. I think you will see that I believe that this movie actually does an incredible job with character development, taking a static, seemingly character to a very dynamic character with a full range of emotions. But there are many sub-characters in this movie whose role is either, like, be French and carry a sword, or be fat and eat a lot, or be like a woman who's a badass. And I'll tell you, it got a little boring after a while. (laughs)
0: Anyway, real quick, let's run this movie down. Uh, when did this come out? Because I don't remember it coming out because I definitely did not see it in theaters.
1: Yeah, it was released April 17th, 2011, which uh, was 2,359 days ago as of our recording.
0: Oh, see, I was busy finishing high school.
1: Yeah, we were. I was like finals.
0: Yeah, so that's, that explains a lot. Yeah, I did not actually see this movie till after The Avengers came out, which made it a lot more...
1: Yeah, this definitely had a huge, huge impact on The Avengers. Like, I mean, uh, I knew who
0: Thor was, but... Uh, when she they introduced the, the Hawkeye, cameo yeah, they introduced and Hawkeye, and I was like, "Who, who?" <laughs> uh, anyway, it, what did it cost to make a movie like this? All the a big hundred, action sequences,
1: hundred and fifty million dollars. That's uh, like
0: and, fifty million less than Iron Man Two.
1: Yeah, and and I actually think it kind of shows. I don't know if this movie is too ambitious for the special effects we have available to us right now or if it just didn't have the budget for what it was going for but i don't think that it'll stand the test of time in terms of special effects
0: yeah if, no they were all right at best yeah did they make money on it though i mean
1: they did they did they made they made three times what they put into it 449.3 million dollars oh good uh, for them worldwide. yeah good so them. yeah that's half a billion dollars uh yeah
0: but that's, that's also a lot less than iron man 2 I'm just saying, maybe the old adage of you got to spend money to make money is absolutely true. In that if they just spent another $50 million, they could have made another $200 million.
1: Well, I mean, that definitely makes sense. Uh, but I don't, I don't think they could get the budget for another, for another $50 million. Uh, Iron Man was like a tried and true character. Thor was like, let's revive Norse mythology in the American Southwest
0: so did people like it people
1: people did like it it got like a high school d college c um like about mid 70s, 70s yeah yeah 77 uh critic score on rotten tomatoes 76 percent audience reception on rotten tomatoes so just slightly edged out by critics and and i actually i can see why um uh, being somebody who tends to lean more towards critics but is young enough to have sort of an audience appreciation for movies i think that it critically does things a lot better than it does entertain yeah, uh, i would agree with that. Uh, but but Metacritic said, screw it. They gave it a 57 out of 100. That's, Ooh, that's a, failing, a grade. failing grade. Yeah, it's yeah. not
0: great. Although, I mean, it's still above half. Like, movies yeah. movies probably don't go to high school.
1: Right, <laughs> movies definitely don't go to high school. Uh, but Metacritic was, was not a huge fan. I don't really know how they score things, though. So anyway,
0: yeah. let's let's dive in. What happened to this movie? First of all, something I thought was interesting. I watched this on Amazon Instant Video. I rented it um, because my lovely girlfriend wanted to watch with me and uh, didn't want to watch a pirated copy on my computer so understandable understandable i did Uh, i I rented it and amazon instant video lists this as thor starring natalie portman
1: isn't that something she's actually the first one from left to right to appear on the uh on the dvd box as well yep yep um natalie portman
0: which i get it she's the biggest actor in here at this time
1: at this time maybe but she also like her her claim to fame this is before i think before black swan so her like claim to fame at this point as far as I'm concerned, is being Padme, which was like an awful role. So,
0: I mean, she's also been in a lot of movies. She was in, uh, you know, V for Vendetta.
1: She was in V for Vendetta, which is kind of a huge deal. It was a huge deal, and that was before this. Yeah, I'll give you that. She's
0: been in a lot of movies uh, since she was a child. I don't um, have her IMDb paper pulled up. I'm. Um, I mean, that's a good. That's a good point.
1: But but while watching this, there's I, I kept making comparisons to uh, to Star Wars and the prequels, and I. It was hard not to, just because there's a lot of, like, clear similarities and, like, uncomfortable sort of romance scenes. I think they're a lot better than they were with Hayden Christensen, but they're still kind of, like... I mean,
0: anything's better than Hayden Christensen. Let's be real here. Uh, excuse me. Jumper is a masterpiece. Okay. Anything's (laughs) better than Hayden Christensen in the prequels. Anyway, so we, we get this, we get the scene of the American Southwest. They're in New Mexico, looking up the sky. It's, uh... You know Padme from Star Wars. It's the math guy from Goodwill Hunting, and that girl from Two Broke Girls. They're all together. Mm. Did you think it was
1: John Lithgow for like three seconds, and then we're like, no, it's absolutely
0: not, him. not. I knew immediately. It was still in Skarsgard. He's I've seen Goodwill Hunting so many times. Um, yeah, but
1: I just it's I don't John, know why. It
0: does he doesn't even look like John Lithgow? Well, it looks a little bit like John Lithgow, but I it doesn't sound like him. So as soon as he started talking, <laughs> so as he started like, oh, talking, okay. and he's like, yeah, it's not John Lithgow. John Lithgow's American. Yeah, so but this guy was trying to be American, isn't he? No. He's he's Eric Selvig. Yeah, Eric
1: Selvig in the in the post credit scene that we're way before getting to has like a Southern American accent.
0: That's so, not true.
1: Not like South American, but like he American sounds Southwest
0: like he's accent. from where he's from.
1: That's what I heard.
0: Maybe I'm crazy. I, I, I think so. I think you might be might be a little bit ill informed here. Anyway, be- so we we get this scene. They're looking up at the sky and they're making maps and really it was it started it started out kind of hulky. I'm like I don't know what you guys are doing. This is not a oh, great no, storytelling no, hold here. Hold
1: on do not say it started the same as Hulk. I actually, the beginning of this movie, I was like, oh my gosh, they're not doing like a, like a credit, like a opening credits slash backstory. They're just, they're just having names scroll across the screen. They didn't even do like the Marvel flippy page book thing. That's true. I thought that was kind of strange. <laughs> it just went straight into
0: it. But yeah, we get this uh, scene over there. They're looking up at the sky and then obviously Thor's crashing down into the, you know, into the wasteland in New Mexico, mm-hmm. which I only knew this because of Iron Man 2. If I had not seen Iron Man 2, I'd be very confused. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: I would know, no but, idea what's yeah, going
0: on. Yeah, you know, and they're they're running away from it, and then she hits him with the car and yells that thing about I'm not dying for six college credits, which made me laugh. Did she say that? I, I, yeah, I, I
1: knew she said something, but I didn't. Yeah,
0: they're it. they're she driving away and, and acting all crazy, and Natalie Portman's like, "What are you doing?" She goes, "I'm not dying for six college credits."
1: That's the truth, though. Okay, so so yeah, they hit they hit Thor, and then um, we get kind of like a sort of like a flash sideways, flash sideways. Uh, well, it's not like a flashback, but we we get to see sort of the moments in Thor's life that led up to this moment, right? It's
0: definitely a flashback.
1: Flashback. You it think it's starts back further?
0: with with 965 A.D. Oh, you right? That's back. That's like significantly back. But we get an actual backstory this time, like a proper. We do. And I don't even know if I liked it or not. It kind of bothered me a little bit, but it was a full, like, narrated backstory. There's a lot of backstory. Yeah, and a lot of back we get the story. whole story of like. The frost giants coming after the poor citizens of Norway in 965, which seems really recent for there to be frost giants. Well, that was I'll agree that with was one know. thing I took an issue. I think they just stuck a random year on it, and I don't know a whole lot about Norse mythology. I know something, I don't know a whole lot about the timeline of Norse mythology. Maybe it was you know recent, but it did, that just seemed it seemed like an, an out of place kind of thing. But anyway, frost giants coming after well, the citizens of Norway and. There's a cube, and Odin gets not the- stabbed in the eye, and it's not this Tesseract or the Allspark or whatever. It's the casket. That's yeah. what he calls it. Yeah, yeah. The Allspark. That's Transformers. The Allspark. <laughs> I'm <am> Optimus Prime. <laughs> that would have been a crossover. <laughs> Whoa! Optimus Prime fights Thor. <laughs> Look at this whole big battle sequence—it's been like four movies, and you know, not four movies, four minutes. End of the movie. And it's it a cool is, battle sequence. It is though, a cool man. battle sequence, but it, it it was a little bit early, a little bit early for it. it felt like Lord of the Ringsy, kind of where you get that intro sequence, and like Isildur cuts his hand off and everything. And I was like, This oh, is, it
1: was like that. Yep. This is
0: aggressive right away. Yeah, but it. I mean, it gives you kind of a history to
1: like the battles between the Frost Giants and the, yeah, the and the Asgardians, and you know, at this point, and I always think it's interesting with these like flashback wars is that all the soldiers seem to be pretty equals but then in modern day it's like like one man can kill like all the frost giants except for one of them and
0: right you know it's like i mean right
1: what happened here
0: right and then we go back to to asgard and it turns out it's odin telling the story and now he's got an eye patch because he gets stabbed in the eye and they're painting him to be this like super nice Father figure to Thor and Loki and you know, he's just like, Oh, this is the story of history, and one day one of you is gonna take over from me and I'm like it's that's not how Odin works. He's like notoriously an asshole. He's the yeah, gallows well, god, his name is Grimnir, like he's not just Santa Claus. He definitely looks like Santa Claus. I like that depiction of him. I um, don't. That 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 rubbed my feathers the wrong way.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you just said you didn't know a lot about Norse mythology, and now you're like taking offense. To I said I don't. Misinterpre- I
0: said I don't know a lot about the timeline of Norse mythology. I know. Okay. I know how Odin's supposed to work. People, I mean, he he demands people to hang themselves as sacrifice.
1: I mean, that's you know, he's not gonna say that to his children. Although he will banish one here in just a little bit.
0: Yeah, but that's what um, I'm saying. Is like we get we get some incongruous Odins in here. What oh, I'm
1: I, just, I I disagree. I think that he he stays pretty true to his character. I mean, maybe incongruous to like how he's originally depicted, but I don't know how the Marvel Odin is supposed to I mean, be. I
0: I think he's incongruous read. to his own character when he does banish Thor. It's just. It's real, like we get old, like Old Testament God there for a minute, and it's just like plagues upon your houses. And
1: oh no, I totally disagree. I think like even when he's talking to nine year old Thor, and I I think he's nine years old, we can agree that it's nine year old
0: Thor and Loki, right? Yeah, it's it's young young Thor and Loki. Nine years old. Okay, I mean you're really really hammering this. <laughs> um, get he's it? talking about get it. Yeah, yeah i made a I joke it, yeah i made a funny he's talking
1: to them and thor is like uh i will destroy that frost giants and he's swinging his arms almost like he's holding a hammer i thought that that was great attention to detail and
0: uh right because he didn't then, have the hammer yet obviously because he's not gonna be right. able to wield it
1: um so like thor is swinging his hand like he's got the the hammer in his hand and and he's like i will destroy the frost giants and then odin says like a good king would never seek out war Right. Um, you know, and, and he stays true to that throughout and it's he's like, you know, you you're not going to do that. If you if you want to be king, that's not how you're going to do it.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, Thor and Loki are both like, yeah, I'm ready to take over the throne and Odin's like, <laughs> you're 5. 9. They're 9. Oh my god, what is with 9? I don't know. I'm just pretty sure they're 9. Okay, whatever. They're little children. Right. They're clearly not ready to be kings. Right. Um and then we get we kind of cut to Thor in the future, and he just turns into a cocky jerk. Yeah, he's like, I,
1: I I'm kind of confused about this. Is they keep talking about, uh, you know, Thor and Loki and all of his buddies being like, who led you into the greatest battles there ever were? And like, what battles were you fighting, Thor? Like, the war's over, man. You're like man, in an era of peace. I
0: believe there are other wars. Maybe not
1: just with the Jotun. The Jotun. The Jotunheim. Jotunheim uh, is the place. I know, the, the Jotin, the Frost Giants. Yeah. Um, and then they even mention there's some, some incontinuity. This is the only major incontinuity I noticed was that, uh, you know, they were like, it's not like it. They're, him and his buddies are all like, let's go to Jotunheim and kill the Frost Giants. And then his buddies like, it's not like going to Earth where they're going to worship you for a few days. Hey, you just summon some lightning and they worship you like a god. Right. And then later on in the movie, he goes to Earth and he like doesn't know anything about Earth culture or how to...
0: Like well, I don't, people, I don't think he'd been to Earth for a long time. So, I think oh, that's you mean they're like they're a long Earth time? At. Yeah, long Earth time, short mm. Thor time, long Earth time. Maybe, maybe long Thor time. I don't know how old this guy. Well, is. Well, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, Thor is is because he was clearly alive in 965 or whatever. Was he? I think so. I don't think. I don't know. So. Maybe. I think that Thor is probably not like in his 20s. I think he's probably in his hundreds. Probably.
1: Yeah. I would. I mean, I would give him that credit. Yeah. But they they never told me that, so I don't know. And I'm I could look it up. No, but I mean, I he, he is, up, is clearly
0: confused to. about you know Earth culture, but he's clearly been to Earth. Yeah, is what I'm getting at. So like he he was, and he knows like right. what Earth is. Right, and a well, Midgard. Midgard, right. Um, but yeah. anyway, it, he, and he also he went to Earth as as a god and didn't need to really know the culture. He just kind of came down and made storms. Right. Uh, god, but then by he really know,
1: upsetting people.
0: He, he goes to Earth as as you know a man, and it's different. But anyway, they go to Jotunheim and it does not go well at all. Uh, It goes well for a little while.
1: The flat earthers get a little scene. You know, Jotunheim is a flat plane, as is Asgard, as is apparently Midgard. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, But they go there and it's him and his buddies and all of his buddies are these super one dimensional characters. And they're like, he's looking for the frost giants who are hiding because they are cowards. And... They find them and they have this big battle and it's going pretty well until I think Frenchman gets stabbed. Right?
0: Who's Frenchman?
1: Frenchman, uh, the guy with the sword. He's not and French. The great hair. Who's he, who's he, what's he supposed to be? Uh,
0: not French. What
1: he's supposed to be like? Oh, I'm fancy and I carry a rapier and I can kill frost giants with a. I, mean, I think with he's to say he's not sword. French. <laughs> Seems French. He he doesn't talk French. He doesn't talk French. I was almost taken aback. I was like, this man doesn't speak French. He's very yeah. clearly French. Yeah,
0: but I mean, it, all his friends are supposed to be one-dimensional characters. I like, actually... That's Norse, that's Norse mythology for you. It's like, the characters have one aspect. A, there's one thing they do. Like, Thor does thunder. He's the Thor thunder. Thor does runner. the lightning. Yeah, he, he does the storms. Right.
1: But I mean, Norse mythology is pretty deep. Like, Neil Gaiman wrote an entire big old book about it and recorded an audio book about
0: it. So uh, they, they think they're, they're whipping some butt here and Thor's, you know, just destroying Frost Giants left and right. The one guy gets stabbed but, like, he's gonna be fine. They've got the healing room so <laughs> ooh, yeah, they're ooh, fine. But they,
1: like, they, they almost walk away from the battle before it even starts and then... Uh, the Frost Giant says some, like, incredibly, like, really cheesy 80s villain stuff to Thor. He's like, walk away, puny girl, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And it's like, what?
0: And, and all of this eloquent speech, and, right. like, that's what you said to Thor as he's walking away? Right, exactly. And it it, it just it, it gets Thor. It ruffles him. It, you know, it, it makes it so that he wants to fight, and that's exactly what the guy was going for.
1: You won't like Thor when he's angry.
0: Right, exactly. But <laughs> that's what you got to work with. So they start this battle, and, like, Loki kills that dude by making a decoy. That was cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we get to see sort of Loki's powers and how they work, because he clearly doesn't look like a warrior like the rest of his friends. Well, no. I mean,
0: Loki's the trickster. Right. Um, and then and that was a thing we saw earlier, is, like, he couldn't fool the gatekeeper, and that was clearly hard for him. Yeah. You know, he- yeah, you Heimdall could. was like, don't lie to me, you little thing. You little punk. Yeah. And, I see past your secrets. <laughs> and Loki's just like, oh. Ow. Oh. This is, this is, this is unfortunate. I'm, I'm low-key upset. (laughs) God dang it. Oh, man. That was, that was something. That was something. Golly jeepers. But anyway, so yeah, Loki, he kills that dude using a decoy, and they, they all show their different strengths in battle, and Thor's wrecking face, then, then we get a giant dog monster thing. It looks like one of the things with Borderlands.
1: Skag. It looks like a skag. Yeah, like a giant skag. By the way, you can catch Ethan and I on Twitch uh, whenever you tweet at us to get on Twitch. <laughs> we'll play Borderlands. Probably. And you can watch. Probably. We're very busy people. We'll, yeah. we'll try. We'll work on within, it. Within like 24 hours of you saying that, we will probably play Borderlands.
0: <laughs> So we get this big fight, and at the end, they're, like, trying to get back in the Bifrost, and Heimdall had been like, if your return is going to re- destroy the realm, the Bifrost will remain closed. And I'm like, yeah. that's what the Bifrost is for. It's, it's a bridge. It's supposed to only work for them. Right, But, right. you know, yeah. wh- whatever. Whatever. There's plot holes with the Bifrost. That's, it's a I problem.
1: It. Uh, well, it's, it's, I don't know about a problem, but it's a plot device. But it's, 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 uh, it's the Bifrost bridge, man. It's the, the rainbow bridge. Yeah. The, the Heimdall will shoot you. Through a really awful gyroscope to get you to places.
0: Then, you know, Thor flies through the big monster, which was gross. Yeah. But he came out the other side just completely clean. I was like, okay, that doesn't, that's okay. not how that works.
1: Well, I mean, all of his blood's frozen. That's why it's, it's you know. But like, a, frost giants.
0: They got a million thousand frost giants coming after him, and Odin comes to save the day on his big lightning horse. And... Did you think Odin's horse
1: was gargantuan, or do you think he was standing on like a raised platform?
0: Probably both. Because
1: at first I was like, hmm, that's an exceptionally large horse. Yeah. But then Odin didn't look particularly large or, or particularly small compared to the horse. Yeah. And I was like,
0: hmm, is it a
1: big horse or is he standing on a platform? Little camera
0: I, tricks. I think Odin's a big dude, too.
1: Odin's a big dude, but we've seen him stand next to Thor. He's shorter than Chris Hemsworth. Like,
0: Yeah, but I think he can kind of kind of fudge that one when he needs to talk to the leader Lafay of the Fr- Frost Giants. I think it's is it lafey Lafu? It's it's l- la- they say it like Laffy, Laffy, Laffy. They
1: say it like Laffy, Laffy. It's it's oh. L A U F E Y. So Odin comes in and he's like, oh, "This is the work of a child." And the Frost Giant's like, "Yeah, well, he just killed a ton of my people, so
0: he will get what he came for: war and death." Like right. that's what the guy I mean, says, and it's just really ominous. I'm like, dude, you just whipping out these ominous things left and right, buddy.
1: I mean, tbh, though, like. Thor did kill a bunch of that be- that guy's men.
0: Yeah, you know, but I mean, like, like its he... probably doing him a service. Like, it's gotta suck to be a frost giant, dude. That place looks like it sucks. I, well, they—they're cold folks. Compared to Asgard, they like it cold. Asgard that, looks sweet. That looks like it sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not about that. Yeah. I don't want to live there. That's not a god. place I want to go. Jotunheim, yeah. not yeah. happening. <laughs> I like Midgard. It's a good yeah. Take a nice vacation to, to Jotunheim. Oh god, it just seems like a miserable place. Anyway, I
1: bet they have nice bathhouses.
0: So Luffy is just kind of like, yeah, truce is off, buddy. We we done. You gonna get war? It's time. And then he
1: doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really bring the war for like a lot of movie.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all good. This happens. He, he he's got to. Really... He's got to prepare, man. He's got to build more frost giants.
1: No, they're all. I can see them. He's got an army right there. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, yeah, they were just ready to go uh, too. They were like right. prepared. <laughs> like, but anyway, like,
1: I'm ready to kill Thor.
0: Anyway, we got all this, and then they go back. They go back to the Bifrost and Odin's Odin's pissed. I mean, he's mad. He's and rightfully so, but he's pissed. He's not happy with what's going on with Thor. He's like, Thor, what what is the one thing I've been telling you literally your whole life? Is stop seeking out war. It's not difficult. Right. But so he banishes Thor. Throws him into the into the into the Bifrost and just says, the like, oh, I'm the accelerator. Yeah, I'm gonna banish you. And then he whispers to the hammer and he's just like, Whomsoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. I'm like, he just whispering sweet nothings to a hammer, and the hammer's like, got it, boss, sup? Tim the Toolman Taylor. And he just throws the hammer into the void, which, like, it goes to, like, 20 feet away from where they found Thor. He's not trying very hard.
1: I hear you there. I guess
0: maybe the, the hammer seeks him out because the hammer knows, like, he is still worthy, like, it's still Thor's hammer. The hammer's like, I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but, like, I'm still going to follow my boy.
1: Do you think up until that moment, anyone could wield the hammer, but now only Thor I can? I think,
0: yeah, that was the thing. Is it like because Thor was trusted with Milner is what it sounded like. But
1: it could have been wielded by anybody.
0: Right. I think that was the thing. Okay. I believe so. I believe so.
1: Because up until that moment, Th- like up until the end of the movie, Thor hadn't done anything, you know, worthy of Milner.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that was obviously a new thing is because the the little insignia came up on it. Right. But I don't know. You know, it's, it's a plot device. They had to they had to make it so he couldn't just use the hammer all willy nilly as soon as he finds it. Yeah, but, and they had
1: to have that that moment, right? Woodys talking yeah. and all that.
0: But anyway, so we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. So they, he Thor lands on on Earth, and they you know we're back to where we started, where they find Thor, where they hit him with a car, and you know Cat Dennings character's literally just there to like flirt with Thor and then taste him. Mm.
1: Mm, I feel like you don't like Kat Denning's character in this movie, and you're wrong about that. No, I,
0: I, she's fine. It's just at this point, she does not possess any merit whatsoever, other than saying I mean, not, a funny thing about college credit.
1: She's like, she's Miss Exposition is what she is in this
0: movie. Well, she just makes a lot of like lewd comments about Thor, like immediately. And like, you just find this dude in the middle of a forest, and you're just like, oh man, he's kind of hot though. Well,
1: in the middle of a forest? Like a jungle? Because it sounds like... I mean, there were definitely trees. In that desert? Weren't there trees? No. Pretty I'm sure there were trees. Like, no, no, no trees. Or oh, whatever, it looked like trees. I don't know, it was dark. It's kind of like when people say that like Simba was the king of the jungle... But he was the king of the desert plains of Africa. <laughs> anyway.
0: Well, not the desert. He was the king of the plains. There's a big difference between the desert and the plains in Africa. Whatever. He wasn't king of the jungle. Anyway.
1: Literally, he went to the jungle to do nothing. This is true. No worries true. for the rest of his days. This is true.
0: <laughs> so, so what is her name? Darcy? Darcy. tases mm-hmm. Thor, and, and that works because he's immortal now. And they drive him off, and we see the hammer falling to earth. And then we get, like, five more fight scenes of Thor because every time he wakes up, he just wants to wreck some people. And it's yep. just like, how dare you? Put your hands on the son of Odin. And it's just like murking nurses left and right. I think it's a
1: little interesting he doesn't quite realize what's going on. Like, Odin just banished you to Midgard. You know what Midgard is. You should, like, you know, well, no, be able to interact did with Did he say people, he banished I... him
0: to Midgard or did he just say he banished him? I don't think he knows where he was.
1: I, I don't think he exactly knows where he is. But I think he was he like, knows what realm is this? He knows he's in one of the nine realms. Yeah. Like, I don't think he thinks he's in Jotunheim. Yeah, he
0: can rule out too. He's not in Asgard. He's not in Jotunheim.
1: Right. And, you know, this place reminds me a lot of Midgard.
0: Which, I mean, Maybe he he says later on that, like, one of the nine realms is Anaheim, I'm pretty sure. So he could have no idea, because Anaheim is a place in California. Mm. But he was not in California. No. He was in New Mexico. He was in New Mexico. Land of, Land of well, enchantment. Was, Land of enchantment. That's, we figured that out last week. Anyway, so they get like, five fight scenes in the hospital, and every time he wakes up, he wants to destroy people. And finally, they, like, sedate him, because, wow, drugs. Still stronger than Thor. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because this is America. Yeah, we have drugs. This is what we do here. You got lightning, we got drugs. Yep. Drugs probably kill
1: more people than lightning
0: every year. I would guarantee (laughs) drugs kill more people than lightning every year. I would guarantee more people Mm. accidentally overdose on, like, Xanax that they're taking for uses of Xanax.
1: But on the flip side of things, how many people does lightning save each year?
0: Relatively few, I would imagine. Probably less mm-hmm. than it kills.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, how I'm trying to imagine like... a
0: situation where somebody is saved by lightning? <laughs>
1: I mean, it could be like running
0: from a bull, that's and what that bull is thinking, by Like, they're running from something, and that something gets struck by lightning. <laughs> like, that's about the only thing I can think of. But, yeah. So, I mean, drugs, are they better than lightning? Yes. Drugs. Drugs. Better than lightning. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Drugs. 100% better than lightning. (laughs) Although
1: more deadly than, but not as deadly as cars, and cars are better than both lightning and drugs.
0: Cars are, like, impervious to lightning. Cars are the best place to be yeah. when there's lightning. Because they're designed to, like, accept a lightning strike. So, uh, they, they drug Thor. <laughs> they
1: drug Thor, and they knock him back out. And he, uh, he eventually wakes up in restraints that are useful for, like, three seconds. And he gets out
0: of them, and then walks outside and gets hit again by Jane Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Jane. Portman. Again, for the second time, and I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, that was good. She's like, I promise I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> she
0: just there, they're sitting there like, what, are we going to look all over New Mexico? Bam.
1: So so they hit him and then they get him to, I guess, join their quest or whatever. I yeah. forgot exactly what happened. They
0: take the him next. back to, to her place. and Oh,
1: her place. Very cool. Not only does she live in an Airstream, which is like an $80,000 mobile home, but she also lives in an old dealership that she just drives yeah, her that's other cool. mobile home into. That's
0: cool. That's very cool. Yeah, that's tight. I was like this is a cool place to live and have a lab and it's got lots of natural light and And a showroom. Right, and exactly. Like... And uh she gives him her ex-boyfriend's clothes which have like a hi my name is yeah. Dr. Barry White MD or whatever. Yeah. And, and which like good for her man dating dating a guy that Thor's clothes or would Thor can fit in his clothes.
1: Ooh, and have we i don't think we have just hit, do we see shirtless thor at this point oh yeah oh yeah yes dude is in much better shape than any of the other superheroes we've seen yep. up to this point yep definitely And and even when we see chris evans in captain america in his like you know exposed state like chris hemsworth looks like he's supposed to look this way chris evans looks like he worked really hard to look this way yeah you know what i'm saying yeah Chris, Chris Hemsworth's a big dude. He's a big guy. Yeah. He's he's, he's probably, probably played baseball if he wants to.
0: As as Kat Denning says, he's pretty cut. He's
1: pretty cut for a homeless guy. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's is clearly a They both are. Correct. So Kat Denning and, and
1: Natalie Portman, he looking at door, he finally gets some clothes on. And he
0: goes, My mortal form has grown weary. I need sustenance.
1: Yeah, I think I I think he messed up that line because there's no way he wasn't supposed to say I require sustenance. But whatever, because I need just sounds so
0: informal, Yeah, you know? Yeah. For, and like,
1: everything else he set up to that point. So
0: we cut to this scene of them in the diner, and Darcy says this great line of, like, I don't know how somebody can eat a whole box of Pop-Tarts and still be hungry.
1: And he's eating and eating, and then he drinks the coffee. <laughs> he throws and the
0: he, coffee on the ground.
1: I'll have another, uh and then uh he he hears the guys walk in and while this is all happening we've been kind of getting cuts uh like flash sideways to out in the desert where they find
0: mjolnir right and, and they're, they're trying to having a barbecue it trying to pull it out of the ground and looks like good time and it, looks a real it good destroys stanley's truck
1: destroys stanley's truck uh and he's like did i get it
0: no you didn't No, stand. you didn't it's immovable, it's immovable it weighs yeah. more than the world
1: yeah well uh there's Discussions on that. I really don't want to get into what Thor's hammer weighs because I think there was like a viral Tumblr post that was like, it weighs a bajillion neutron stars.
0: Yeah. It's... And
1: if that was the case, then when he said it on Loki's chest, Loki would have just
0: died. It's, it's a, nobody knows how this thing works. It works exactly as well as Marvel needs it to work. Exactly. And that's exactly it, how I want it to Not work. a rabbit hole I want to fall down.
1: So, you know, people are pulling it out of the ground and then a couple of those guys show up at the diner where, uh, Everybody is. and they Where Thor's like, yeah, just throwing
0: coffee on the ground.
1: Right. And he's like, 50 miles west of here. I'm like, good lord, 50 miles. Golly. You well, you they 50 do miles live in the this, desert. I guess. In a population of like 2,800 because Marvel didn't want to blow up a normal sized city. Yeah, they wanted
0: to create a small city for them to, to murder. <laughs> right. And so so they... tor- Thor walks out in the street chasing after it. And she's like, where are you going? He goes, 50 miles west of here. Yeah. <laughs> just I like, like obviously. How miles are.
1: He just, like, you know, he just.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he does speak perfect English. That's true. Despite being a Norse god. So, something's going on there. Uh, You know,
1: I mean, the rainbow bridge point to America is in New Mexico,
0: so... Right, that's... I definitely (laughs) have a note about that later on. Like, why does the Bifrost keep dropping people off in BFE New Mexico? Yeah, because... Like, that doesn't make any sense. Didn't they land
1: in Norway last time? Like, it doesn't seem like they can really aim this thing.
0: I mean, clearly it does, though, because they, you know, get, everybody gets to the same place. Maybe. Hang on. Let me put, let me throw some theory in here. Okay. It it goes to the same point, but Earth moves. Hmm. you know what i mean like in the rotation
1: yeah because she says that it's like perfectly calculable as to where these things are going to happen which i also think is a little unusual because uh it seems like heimdall is just real willy-nilly about when and where he throws people but
0: i mean we don't speak ill of idris elba here in this household (laughs) Sir, it,
1: it, man looks great with some color
0: contacts. I can oh, tell my, you. that was creepy, terrifying. Big fan, terrifying. Big fan, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Anyway, so we uh, we get back to um, we go back to back to Asgard, and they're they're blaming Loki for bringing the frost giants in, which I think is probably a pretty good call. Yeah, they blaming it's Loki because definitely his fault. It's hundred percent his fault. You just say that because he's a frost giant. I mean, no, I just think that that's it, this this whole thing. It's not random. There's no way that they'd just three frost giants were like, we're gonna pick today of all days, random time to go ahead and attack Asgard.
1: Oh no, it's not random at all. They, uh, Loki says that he shows him in, and even in later movies, Loki shows that there are ways out of the like in and out of the nine realms without going through
0: Heimdall. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so like they're yeah, blaming Loki. They're definitely onto something. And so then like, Loki just like yells Odin to death. Pretty much like he goes into the Odin sleep, which you want to talk about a plot device, but anyway uh Odin yeah Loki just yells at Odin and he like passes out and never wakes up. Mm.
1: Great acting though on the part of of Tom
0: Hiddleston here. Uh, oh yeah, and this is where the gif comes with the tell me gif. Yeah. I was like hey, yep. uh, every time we watch one of these movies I'm like, "Hey, this is where the gif comes from?"
1: There's, a, there's a, the gif. Are you ever watching a movie this happens to me all the time and you're like, mm, they're just trying to get a gif out of this. They're going for a meme right here." And it's sometimes it pan out and sometimes it and doesn't. Sometimes
0: you realize you're watching a movie 30 years ago. Right.
1: Well but but, but but like if you watch like uh Deadpool Oh yeah! It's like every other scene. They're like they'll leave the camera on somebody a little bit longer so you can see them saying the like comic line yeah. instead of cutting you to know the what reaction. Saying? Yeah, right. And then getting through the reaction so that you can like see the whole thing. Like it's like you are doing this so that we will turn your movie into a viral
0: gif. Right. Right. Exactly. I, w- I would agree with that. That definitely is a thing these days. I mean, we did have a movie called the Emoji Movie. Anyway, so we we get back to um get back to Earth. And Thor's still just like going off on this crazy quest, and he's going after millionaire and this is where Cat Denning starts calling him "mew mew." I thought that there was more jokes about how she could not pronounce Milner. I did too. I remember there being more. I think we watched an edited version. Must have. I think they've taken it out in the past.
1: I don't know, but I definitely remember that more.
0: Um. So, Thor goes off into the desert. He's trying to, you know, go, well, not into the desert because he has a great scene here in a minute, but he, he goes somewhere else and they're headed back. And, and you know, because the Norse scientist doesn't think Thor's real, ironically enough. He's just like, these are the stories I grew up with. He's obviously crazy, um, which is not true. But so they go off and, and Jane sees Shield stealing all her stuff and she gets back to her place. And Phil Coulson's just like, nope, our stuff now. Bye. Sorry.
1: Yeah, which is weird. Do you think that uh, Shield would be like, oh, you're the leading scientist on all of this? Nope, they're like you're we're, coming with we're us. taking
0: this stuff. You can you can stay behind. We're taking this stuff, and she's like, "What? You guys are? We're gonna sue you and everything." And Phil Coulson goes, "Sorry, Miss Foster, we're the good guys.
1: And, no, you're not." And actually, like like I know that down the line we are you know kind of the veil is lifted that Shield is the bad guys, but Phil Coulson is a good guy, right? Like, he stays true to being yeah. a good guy and until he dies. And he believes, yeah. Uh, sure, yeah, he dies. Sure,
0: he dies. We'll go with that. No. no, we're not talking about of Shield* here on this podcast. It's not a thing that's happening. Mm. We are going with the canon of the Marvel movies, mm. MCU. And he he dies. Shield is canon. Yeah, MCU. He dies.
1: Whatever. He doesn't Avengers, but uh, he stays true to be a good guy throughout the thing. And but like you're kind of led to believe that like maybe he's not such a good dude uh, because. You know things keep kind of turning up in favor of Shield being the good guys and stuff.
0: We get back to Asgard again because it's just cutting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. This part of the movie and Loki is sitting on the throne in the hat. He got the hat. Don't know where the hat came from, but he's got it now. And I like the
1: hat, I do. Like it. I think
0: he. It, I think he just forms it. I guess probably. And he has declared himself king. And he makes all the all Thor's friends bow to him and, like, eh, this is not going well.
1: Yeah, and all of his friends, like, it sounds like Thor and Loki grew up and they were all buddy-buddy and, like, hey,
0: what's up, bro? Yeah. And they they seem then, shocked uh,
1: that Loki's acting like this. Yeah, they seem a little, little hashtag shook. Yeah, which, like, I mean, hashtag not you've Hulk.
0: always said, like, he has an air for mischief. I'm like, you probably shouldn't trust him.
1: But it seems like, you know, he wouldn't betray us is kind of the way that they think of it. And, of course, here we are, betrayed.
0: <laughs> Couldn't have seen that one coming. But again, I could mm-hmm. see that one coming because I saw the Avengers before I saw this. Mm-hmm. But we get a lot of character development. We out do. Loki, Loki's a great. Excellent. character.
1: And and we've been worried about, you know, villains of motivation or you at least have been worried about villains of motivations, and I think we finally got one with a lot yeah, of Loki's, clear Loki's great. smack you in the face motivation.
0: Yep. I, I mean I think I've been rightfully worried about villains of motivation. Mm. Literally
1: Loki is like exactly the same as Justin Hammer. He's like, I am inferior to this person and the world likes him better, and I just want to prove okay. myself to our quote unquote quote parents first the of US all
0: military for those of you listening to what happened 45 minutes ago i never pulled justin hammer's motivation into account i pulled whiplash's ivan Vanko. oh
1: i can make the exact same argument here whiplash is like oh, uh uh howard stark our father you know the, the father figure to you and sort of an adopted father to me because my dad worked with him uh he never cared what my dad had to do and he banished him and
0: right which I we found out which my family which, and I will take that out on you which we found out it's in the opening credits it's not man. in the opening it's... credits it is oh, an hour and 15 read. minutes. I'm not reading that's the thing is I refuse to be to be suckered into that I don't want to have to read the newspapers in the back to understand the villain modification. Ugh. oh my gosh they're not in the back they're like zoomed in whatever. on whatever it's the credits you can't keep putting stuff in the credits
1: that I need to read right. in the same font as the credits as the I credits agree with you yes there.
0: anyway I understand why Loki is mad at Thor I get it he's a great villain No problems. Moving on. Thor's got this great scene back on Earth where he walks into a pet store and yells, I need a horse. And the guy's like, we don't have. The horses. guy's like, we don't have horses. We have cats, dogs, like birds, hamsters. He just goes, give me one of those big enough to ride. I think it's so funny
1: that this town of two thousand people has like an elaborate pet store, like with like a bunch of dogs, a bunch of cats, and a bunch of
0: birds. Yeah, you'd think they would also have horses. It's the desert. Oh uh, well, yeah, horses it's the. Probably wouldn't be a bad it's thing. the Wild West, dude. This is still a thing. The wild, the wild, wild West. Anyway, so Natalie Portman drives up before the <laughs> clerk has to answer that question. <laughs> And
1: and she's like... Hey,
0: you still want to ride?
1: And she gives him a ride. And she's
0: obviously in love with him. It's very clear. Jane's attraction to Thor is palpable. Palpable? Palpable. You can
1: palp it. I've always felt like the word palpable reminds me of pulp and orange juice. Probably because they're very similar words, <laughs> just a different vowel. Uh, and that's, that's what I'm thinking about right now is that Jane's love is like orange juice pulp.
0: Yeah, and that you can feel it when you probably shouldn't.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean... A young me would have said, correct, you don't want to feel the orange pulp, but now, old me is like, pulp and orange juice lets you know it's real orange juice.
0: I'm disturbed. I'm, I'm, I'm shook right now. I don't know if we can continue this podcast. I don't know if we can be friends. If I ever come to your house and visit you and you serve me pulp, I'm gonna take a strainer, I'm gonna strain your orange juice, and throw the pulp at you in a disgusting wet ball of orange goop.
1: <laughs> do you buy orange juice no i don't, I don't have that there. kind of
0: money Orange juice, isn't that expensive? Isn't that expensive? yeah but it expensive? goes bad
1: i'm just saying that i think a more refined man drinks his orange juice with pulp
0: i think a more refined man drinks his orange juice with champagne <laughs> what about pulpy i'm gonna get that out. oh if i had a pulpy mimosa we got a problem <laughs> <Pulpy mimosa. laughs> this podcast is brought to you by pulpy mimosas <laughs> disgusting nope. since 2017 nope. The, the worst thing you could have at brunch. <laughs> I don't know, man. I had, a, I had a Bloody Mary one time that was literally 95% vodka. Mm,
1: that's the wrong way to do a Bloody Mary. I want, like, I really like, you could just give me all the ingredients, like tomato juice and celery and hot sauce, and just nix the vodka. And I'd be like, it's a pretty good drink.
0: <laughs> but that's the, that's the point of the breakfast drink. It's like, it should still be good whether it's got alcohol in it or not. Well, like
1: like champagne, delicious without <laughs> orange juice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because orange oh, <laughs> juice, delicious,
1: without champagne, but only with pulp.
0: Hey, so much. Anyway, yeah, I had a bloody... Milk with pulp is a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Milk with Pulp.
1: Even, you know the best thing about doing a podcast is? What? I can do it in my
0: pajamas. Are you doing it in your pajamas right now? I'm in my pajamas right I'm wearing a now. t-shirt and some sweatshorts. So then we have we get a, a cut back to, to Asgard, and we've got Odin, who is stuck in Odin's sleep, which, like I said earlier, that feels like a plot device. That they're, you know, just Odin has to go charge his batteries every now and then, so he's not available. Oh.
1: Who do we know that has to do that? Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Charges. charges batteries. But like
0: this is this takes this a lot Iron longer. Man. Tony can just put a new yeah, thing in,
1: put a new palladium plate in, and this is gonna take like a like a significant amount. Yeah, of they're movie, saying the like that can save he Thor, may then.
0: never come out of it.
1: Right. Which like, oh poor Odin, but. And, yeah. like,
0: Mrs. Odin over here is trying real hard to, like, make Loki feel like they're a family, and it's still just does not really get to me on this. Like, Odin's not a good guy in, in the mythology at all. He's, like, a vengeful, violent god.
1: I mean, this, this is also, you have to understand, not the Norse mythology, but the Marvel version of the norse mythology
0: right but like odin's not santa claus just saying i'm just gonna keep coming back to that like mrs odin over here is sitting here being like and i know her name her name is frigga but i'm gonna keep calling her mrs odin mrs
1: Midn off mrs all father (laughs) yeah the all mother
0: her name is frigga friday is named after her
1: Ah, i guess because we have thursday which is currently on sunday but it was wednesday
0: wednesday thursday and friday where odin's Odin's day, Thor's day, and Frigga's day. But Loki is still kind of upset about Odin, and he's he wants to prove that he could be a good king. Um, and even though he put Odin into Odin's sleep, I'm pretty sure he just yelled him into it and stressed him out to the point where he needed to go to bed for a while. Um, but Odin is stuck at Odin's sleep. We got Loki trying to be king, and Thor's friends are not happy about it, and Thor has no idea what's going on.
1: Correct. Thor is, is out still in Midgard right. doing his Midgard thing. <laughs> He is um, and he, trying to get the hammer back. Right. And we we get this great scene where now Thor is at the site of the hammer. Um, I think that's where we are now. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, gives his jacket, which is, I guess, Natalie Portman's ex-boyfriend's jacket, back to Natalie Portman to wear. Because he's like, as soon as I get close to this hammer, it's going to rain a lot. Yeah, and it does. Um, And he goes and he, he just fights his way through this awesome thing. And, of course, there's like a hallway fight scene, but it's not as cool as the one Scarlett Johansson in the last movie or the one from the last episode of Daredevil season one. But it's still pretty cool. And he fights through all these people with, you know, with punchy fists. And then um, and then while he's doing that, Agent Coulson introduces us to everyone's favorite uh, Marvel archer, Hawkeye. Clint Barton. Clint Barton. Who I think uh, they could develop more, but I don't think they can afford. Uh, I think they can't. I think they have all more money than God, but I don't think they want to pay Jeremy Renner to develop that character enough. Uh, and I think that Jeremy Renner doesn't want to work more hours than he needs to to make the paycheck he's making. So we get you know a couple hours or a couple minutes of Hawkeye. He has some great uh, lines, though. I think are... he does have some great <laughs> lines. Do you want me to
0: slow him down or are you sending more guys in for him to beat up?
1: And then he's like, you better make a call soon because I'm, I'm cheering him. I'm starting for him. to
0: root for this guy. <laughs> yeah. No, Hawkeye doesn't even fire a single shot. We still don't know anything about Hawkeye, except that he uses bows.
1: Yeah, they're like, we need somebody up top with a gun. Yeah. And then they show Hawkeye grabbing a bow, and you're like, oh, it's Hawkeye. Martin. And I,
0: again, I would not Martin. have known that unless I saw the Avengers first.
1: I don't think I knew what Hawkeye was, and I don't think that I was familiar enough yeah. with superhero archers to know that that was not the Green Arrow. Um, I don't think that I knew that that was DC versus Marvel. You don't want to in 2007. Yeah. 2011. 2011. I keep saying this. Uh, I'm thinking about taquitos. Injustice in America, taquitos are still five for four dollars. Anyway, uh, but we get moving. We get on. Thor,
0: and Thor can't lift the hammer. Thor Can can't you a imagine
1: hammer. how he feels at that moment? No, because I've never not been able to pick up a hammer. There's never been a hammer I couldn't lift. Right,
0: it. like he he can't pick it up. He was just he was so cocky. He's like, yeah, about to pick this thing up, and it's gonna rain. We got lightning in here, and he tries to pick it up. He's just like, what? And he looks so jacked yeah. trying to pick yeah, it and up, and then he just falls on the ground and cries and shield takes him away and and now he's property of shield yep
1: and then i think there's probably another flash back sideways forward to yoden or to, to asgard but i don't remember what happens and then uh we've got yeah
0: it, thor is getting interrogated in like a, by colson interrogation room by who's Coulson. like we're just learned to fight like that afghanistan pakistan south africa Thor's just like I don't know what these places are. Well, Thor's like he just
1: doesn't respond, but like Coulson, I think like if you know anything about the the canon of Coulson, he deals with this stuff all the time, and he should have been like, "Oh, you came through a wormhole. I watched it happen on that screen right there, and you're clearly from a different dimension." Yeah. Uh. So, what dimension are you from? What do you want from Earth? Yeah.
0: I. But I thought this was really weird that he thinks he's just like a mercenary. Yeah, I didn't I thought like that, that was strange. But and then Loki shows up. In like a suit and tells Thor that Odin's dead, which is not true, and that he's exiled because they have yeah permanently because they have a truce, which is also not true. Right, who've just full of deception. Right, and then and Loki Uh. tries to go lift the hammer, and Loki can't lift it either.
1: What do you think of Loki trying to lift the hammer? What do you think he was trying to do? He was trying to
0: pick the hammer up. I don't think he heard, heard the like only who is worthy can possess the power of Thor.
1: I think he does think that, and he thinks he's not worthy. That's and like he's he's reaffirming his belief that like like I think Loki from Loki's perspective, when Thor is banished, now he is elevated in his father's eyes to Thor's status. So he's trying to pick the hammer up because he thinks, you know, I am now Odin's star child. He he thinks it's his turn. And then when he can't, right? And then when he can't pick it up, basically what he's saying is, okay, so Odin does not think that of me. He does not think me worthy of how he viewed Thor. And he's, you know, he's got to kind of have this identity crisis where, like, I think Odin loves them both equally, but loves them differently. And you know, like, like Loki can't grasp because Loki's a frost giant. Right. I don't know if we said that or
0: not, but like Loki was, they they tell us that Loki was taken from Jotunheim.
1: Yeah. I thought, I don't know why in my memory of this movie he was like half a frost giant. Uh, No, he's like full.
0: Full blooded frost giant.
1: Yeah, full blooded frost giant.
0: So after that, Loki goes to Jotunheim and makes a deal with the king to bring Jotunheim back to his former glory. And he tells Heimdall that Heimdall can't let anybody pack across the Bifrost. He's just shut everything off. He's messing everything up. Right. Uh, and and then we get a scene of Thor and Thor is like explaining to Natalie Portman how the worlds work. And again, he says one of the realms is called Anaheim, which I thought was interesting. Uh,
1: back it up. Back it up. Thor gets out of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s custody through the most like what? Like, uh, we need a way to get Thor out of here. Let's just let's just write him out of this section.
0: Oh, yeah. Did, have, did, like, what's his face? Eric Selvig walks in and it's just like, yeah, we uh he's a physicist. <laughs> he's our buddy.
1: Yeah. And then they like they run his background and they're like, mm, no, it's not. And then they just let him go. Yeah.
0: They know. I think they know uh, at this
1: point. They know that he's Thor. Or they, they know, know something's he's... up,
0: and I think they're just—they're basically then, trying to follow and figure out what's up.
1: Then there's a great scene in a bar where Thor drinks Budweiser. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Eric Selvig gets hammered, and they take him back, and then he drops him off, and uh, he's kind of had that camaraderie that he needed to have with Selvig, so that Selvig would accept him, so right. he could stay around. Right. Um, and he has a conversation with Natalie Portman about there's nine realms.
0: Yep, and that was cool. It explained the whole realms thing. Again, one of them called Anaheim. I think that's kind of weird, but Anaheim's a place in California, not a realm.
1: We also have three days named after these people, so I don't know what you I think it's
0: me. more than three days. I think it's most of the days. Is it? I might be wrong about that. I know it's at least three days. I think Saturday's named after Saturn. You could be
1: right about that. Sunday, maybe the sun. Yeah, Monday is moon day. Tuesday is the second day of the week, <laughs> the work week.
0: <laughs> yep, that's it. Pretty much. There we go. That's the whole week, guys. So we get back to Thor's friends in Asgard, and they are trying to go after Thor, trying to go to Midgard and find him, and they go up to the gatekeeper thing, and they're going to have to, like, trick him. Uh, No, not even. Hang on. I'm wrong about this. They are talking about it in a room somewhere else, and as soon as they start talking about it, a guard shows up and is like, Heimdall requests your attendance, because he knows what's going on. He can see everything, and he goes up there. He's got the great line, and he's like, you guys are trying to commit treason, disobey our king to bring Thor back. They're like, yes, and he goes, Good. It's like not expecting that, but okay. And then he then he walks away. And he walks away. He's like, I can't open the Bifrost. My sword is stuck there. But
1: yeah, I think that's kind of a cop out. I think that Heimdall sworn to protect the realms and be the vision. Like, I don't think that he could like has the capacity to
0: walk away. I think he does. Everybody clearly has their own I mean, volition here. Clearly, he did do yeah. that. I think that's that's, that's really part of like, any kind of like um what am I looking for um polytheistic religion is like all the gods have their own ideas. They have their own abilities. Right. Like even in, in Greek mythology and everything, like
1: Zeus was Is there is there liquid in your cheeks nope. right now? Are you lying no, to me?
0: I'm not. Right. I just took a sip of water. And then you kept the No I didn't. In your I, I didn't mean. actually that time. I was very conscious not to. I think in Greek mythology can you hear the liquid in my cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> they go through the bifrost and again the bifrost just dumps them off in BFE, New Mexico. Doesn't seem like a very frosty place for them to, you know. Drop him off, but whatever. I don't I don't know how this thing works. The Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, me neither. Rainbow Road. Rainbow Bridge. You know. And what happens then? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So they, they're walking through the street in full armor, like full Norse armor, and Selvig's just sitting there trying to, like, reason out the fact that Thor is, is what he says he is and everything, and he's like, he's not believing him, and then everybody else shows up, and he's just like, oh.
1: Okay. And he I drops buy.
0: the coffee cup just like, dang.
1: Everybody, everybody drops the coffee yeah. cup.
0: So we got we got four what, demigods? Heroes, Titans? I, guess, I don't know. No, nah, Titan. I don't, I don't know. know. Demigods. I... Just regular demigods.
1: Just an ordinary demigod.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Loki is sending down the, and I actually have a note sitting here, which becomes funnier later as I was reading the movie. I had a note. Written that says Loki's sending the Norse Iron Man to New Mexico. That's
1: exactly what he's doing. He's sending the Destroyer. Right,
0: which I didn't know the name at this point, but then literally in the next scene, the thing lands and Coulson's like, Is that that one of Starks? I don't know. He never tells me anything. I was just like, Right. You me. You me, Coulson. We made the same joke. What's up?
1: Same joke here. Uh, Yeah, so then the Destroyer comes down and uh, there's a.
0: like an okay fight yeah, it's scene, a big old fight scene little... where they just it lasts like five minutes. And they destroy the whole town. Yeah, and, and uh, Thor has to prove himself, so he stands up to the destroyer and is just like, "No, you are going to die. I am Thor and whatever." And the destroyer, yeah, he's like, "I am
1: Thor, and my act of heroism shall yeah. be that I will sacrifice myself yeah. for these people whom do not deserve our sacrifice."
0: So the destroyer yeah. like swats him away like a fly, and he's pretty much dead and. You know, Jane's sitting there chilling. She's just like, oh, my God, Thor, you're dead. I loved you so much. Let me give you CPR and whatever. And then the hammer just, like, flies away and flies all the way over to Thor. And he just, there's, like, a scene where it's just his arm grabbing the hammer. And that was cool. And then there was lightning. And
1: then there was an opportunity. For like a, a Iron Man esque
0: suiting up, there
1: you know, sixty FPS beautifulness, and it's mostly just light, and you can't see. Yeah, really no, it wasn't. On. It, said, wasn't great. it wasn't great. Wasn't so Thor
0: right. destroys the robot and just like knocks it out of the park really easily.
1: I wouldn't say really easily. He's like he's got some fight. He with just it. crushes its face. Yeah, he crushes its face with its own laser beams. Yeah,
0: and he destroys the robot. Every... <laughs> Everybody's happy. Colson realizes what's going on now, and they're like, oh, we're going to go back to Asgard. And Colson's just like, um, excuse me. You
1: need to be We need to
0: debrief you. And I was like, Colson, stop.
1: <laughs> Agent.
0: So they go over to the Bifrost thing, and Idris Elba, who's been frozen, is just like, manages to unfreeze himself and destroys the two frost giants standing there watching him and goes and turns the bifrost back on and they get back to get back to um to asgard all the the asgardians and then there's a lot more movie yeah and i thought this was going to be the end but it wasn't because like well first of all thor and jane have their kiss and they make they make her this important love interest and everything so loki brings the frost giants to asgard just to destroy them i thought that was interesting I didn't. I didn't really understand there. I thought he was like. It just seemed unnecessary. Like
1: no, it doesn't. He he he's doing exactly what Thor was doing. He wants to be like Thor, um, in that he wants to bring the frost giants there without anybody knowing that it was him bringing them there, so that he could defeat them and would be respected. Yeah, so
0: he's trying to look good for Frigga and Odin and all that, who can apparently see what's going on. So anyway, the Laffy L- right. doesn't get his opportunity to kill Odin. Loki kills him. And then we get a big Thor-Loki battle. Yes.
1: And it looks like Loki's got the upper hand here for a good right. part Right. And then eventually um, Thor gets the upper
0: hand and, and just leaves the hammer on top of Loki.
1: Right. And, and you kind of have to be paying attention to the whole movie to realize what's going on. Where when they open the Bifrost to Jotunheim, if you keep it, it open... Destroys it the destroys the planet, them, yeah. Destroys realm. the realm. Because um, it's not just planet, it's realm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're... It's like just destroying this realm, which is a, a minor. I actually think it's pretty cool that they they only give you that like brief quip of how yeah. it works. Um, but
0: so Thor doesn't want Jodenheim yeah, to rehashing. get destroyed because he finally realizes what Odin's talking about, and um, the, you know the, the, the good king wouldn't just destroy that. So he breaks the Bifrost. Yeah, which means he can't and go back to is, Midgard. Right, which is a big step. Does. I mean, he does eventually, but currently we think that he can't go back. So he's sad, right. and you know Loki gets thrown into the void. Uh, yeah, which. Also, not really. Yeah. Um, and then but yeah, so, Jane is also so sad because the Bifrost closes on her end too, and everything is bad.
1: Right. And and there's this moment where Odin and Thor can save Loki, and Loki does not want to be saved right. by them, so he elects to, right. to fall to his demise, demise. Yeah,
0: theoretically. And then, you know, Heimdall asks, or Thor asks Heimdall to check in on Jane, and he's like, she's looking for you. And then the yep, movie's over. It's a great way to yep. end the movie. And then we get a post credit scene. Well, first of all, we get credits, which are cool. And then we get more credits, which are entirely overlaid by the song Walk by the Foo Fighters. That was a very questionable choice there. Mm, I
1: did not notice there's a skip 30 seconds ahead button on my Xbox. I
0: didn't do that. I was, like, talking to my girlfriend while it was going on because she was, like, giving me her thoughts on the movie and whatever. And I was just like, is this the Foo Fighters? And it is. It is the Foo Fighters. And it's the whole song. And then there's still, like, f- like two minutes more credits after that. And I was like, this is a lot of credits. You could have just picked a longer song. Could
1: have. Um, and then we get the post credit scene, and we see, the, like, really, this post credit scene is the key to understanding, really, what's going on yeah, in the Yeah, which is I never saw Selvig.
0: it. Selvig. Selvig is, Loki's in his head.
1: Yeah, Loki has, like, scouted out sort of Thor's band of Midgardian friends yes. and seen which one would be the most valuable to him.
0: And so Selvig meets Nick Fury, and Nick Fury shows him the Tesseract. So very
1: exciting. Um, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I thought the post yeah, scene. Was I think well it was done.
0: the best one so far. Yeah, probably the actually been my probably one of the best ones total. I'm trying to think on all the other ones. Some of them are really bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's some of them that have like Howard the Duck in them. And stuff. Yeah,
0: and there's one that just like it was just Thanos being like, guess I'll just do it myself. And I don't remember yeah. which movie that is, but that was an unsatisfying post credit scene. It's getting you ready for Infinity War. So yeah, something like that. And then there was the one after Spider Man, which was amazing. The best. One. Like the post post credit scene. <laughs> um oh, I'm still laughing about it. It's been like three months. I'm still laughing about it.
1: So characters. There's a bunch of really, really good characters in this. And there's movie. a bunch of okay ones uh, too. There's a bunch of okay ones. Like uh, uh, there's a lot of really good character development, a lot of static character development, which I think is fine. Um, you know, they make like one decision throughout the whole movie. Uh Just but I I really take I think, it
0: from the top, like what do you think of Thor as a character?
1: I think Thor is excellent. I actually think that uh, I don't think you can really compete with Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. I know. But I think um, you know of the other people we can compare him to up to this point. I think that he's got a much, a lot more depth than um, Bruce Banner yeah. does. Um, I think he
0: was he's and I think a very well well played character. He, he he clearly struggles with decisions. He struggles with who he is as a person and you know, what his direction is. And I think that's it's very good. He's right. he's a lot less black and white than like like Steve comes in next movie. Well
1: right. And and I think that's kind of where, you know, like they introduce him as this black and white character that's like, I am a warrior and I would like to destroy the frost right. giants. And then, you know, as the movies goes on, he he sees the shades of gray. I think right. that's really good. But at the same time uh, he's the
0: same type of character as Captain America in that he is like definitely like a good guy.
1: Definitely a good guy. Yeah, like he can he can distinguish good and evil. But like he but is he can't just a positive
0: force. Whereas like I that's what always kind of bothered me about Captain America is, is Captain America's a little bit too like like yes man. He's a little bit too only positive. Like only only right. good. Um but but I think right. Thor is a very good character in that like he has that ability to show the other side of things
1: um, but i think that thor is a very well developed character and he had a lot of potential going into later movies but he isn't really able to compete with the personalities that you get with iron man and captain right. america and i think he's an underutilized character in later yeah films I agree with that. because i think um the, the way i described this movie in my personal review um was that it's 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 underrated um i think that the character development is extremely good i think that the villain is extremely good i think that the story is okay um, but I think the acting is very good. I think it's cast extremely well. I think the story um,
0: is as good as it could have been. It's It needs to be It needed the origin story more so than most of the other ones did.
1: Well, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But I, the way I saw it was this was like a – like if you walked into Acting 101, this would be like an easy script right. to read. And they got people who are very good actors doing fundamental acting with an easy script. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: because like that, I think there's a lot of all stars well. in this cast.
1: There is, there is. I mean, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hiddleston, Alec yeah. Portman, Chris Hemsworth, even Kat Dennings is very good. Clark Gregg name, making a name for himself. Idris Elba playing a minor character. Uh, like, <clears throat> so I think we've got a lot of really good characters in this movie, and I think that there was something to be done with, um, like you were talking about that that band of characters: Hogun, Fondral, Sif, and Frigga. Uh, I guess no, not Frigga. Frigga. It's Volstagg. Volstag. Volstagg. Volstagg. Um, I actually thought while I was watching this that I would like to almost see like a maybe not a Netflix series on those characters, but I wouldn't mind like a network television show on them. Um, where you can kind of yeah. develop them a little bit more. They all seem kinda of like, you know, B C list actors. Uh I I would be interested in sort of seeing their adventures through the nine realms and
0: what they do post. You know, what yeah. they
1: do. Especially now that Thor is, you know, busy right. elsewhere.
0: How they cope without Thor
1: right and, and letting those characters kind of develop a little bit because they were extremely one-dimensional yeah. it was like like that guy likes to eat and that guy is super fancy and that guy is Asian and that is a female warrior
0: yeah it's it, they weren't great yeah. but everybody else in this movie like Agent Colson, really comes into his own as a character um I think yep. Honestly, I think I think Jane Foster's character is undeveloped. Uh, Natalie yeah. Portman? I actually liked her. I, I liked her, but character. I just like I think they could have think... gone a lot more with it.
1: I, I don't I mean they probably could have, but they like you said, they needed to do a lot of backstory yeah. here. So I think Natalie Portman comes into this character and she looks and acts like, you know, a serious scientist who puts her life into her work and you can kinda of just gather that like she can kind of pick up the slack where other characters need to right. be developed.
0: Right. And I, um, I don't by any means think anybody in this movie did a bad job as an actor.
1: Actually, oh, I want to talk about this cuz I think uh I don't like Cat Dennings as an actress just, Me either. just a lot of things she's in yeah. that I'm I'm not a fan of. Yeah. But I thought she played a very convincing like undergrad
0: on it. Yeah, I, show. I agree. I think she did really well with this. I think It's probably one of her better roles, especially since like oh, what was that movie with Michael Cera? Uh Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. That's the first place it. I ever saw her. It was really good.
1: She she is a little bit typecast, but I think in this one she she's able to kind of break that and and really sell me at least on the uh, you know the, the undergrad taking an internship that she's not particularly interested. Right, she's in. a political science but major, kind of like a right. She's got kind of an outward personality, and uh, I think I think I think she did it an excellent job. Ethan, I'm going to read my paragraph review of this movie and then I want to hear your thoughts on it because when it was over I had a bunch of thoughts and I just wanted to to share them. So this movie is underrated. We have a good villain with characteristically unclear motives and a character with strong development and with both static and dynamic support characters. I'm not crazy about the story that happens around them, but I really do think we were given excellent characters who interact well and have good chemistry. It's the scenes between the scenes that really excel in this one. I think in a first pass, I wasn't crazy about it, but after the development of the rest of the series, it deserves more credit. We really get to interact a lot more with Coulson and we're introduced to Hawkeye, though in a fairly negligible role. I think classic comic fans would appreciate this cameo much more than I do. Uh, we have some really high caliber actors lending themselves to a beginner script, and it really shows that this is the best version of that script that we could have gotten. Loki must be con- considered the main villain here, and he's perfect. The story of the prodigal son teaches them both a lesson that's completely necessary.
0: I think you hit the nail right on the head there. I think this is the most complete movie we've gotten in the series so far. I think.
1: I, I mean, it's it's tough to say that Like, we are a few weeks removed from Iron Man 1.
0: Yeah, but I mean, um, I think that it's Iron Man One had its its gaps. It had its holes. It had its like the story was great, but it still was missing some things. I think the story wasn't as great in this one, but it was it was a complete story.
1: So I've got an idea, and I think now is a good time to start okay. it. Um, I want to rank all of them, but I think the way we should do it is after each movie, say well it was better than this, but not like a weekly this. power ranking. How we, like a weekly yeah. power ranking. Um, so I think you know coming into it this to me is not as good as iron man it's just not the script isn't yeah, good no, enough I agree with that. the the characters aren't uh the characters are excellent but the the script with the script they were given i don't think they could have done better than iron man um so i would say iron man is my top but then i would actually put this and then iron man 2.
0: i'm going to 100% people. agree with you right there no no disparagement yeah. whatsoever like that is that is the perfect list i think that that is about to change um within days
1: so you think that those four will get muddled up or you think no i
0: think that i think that we will we will have a new leader after next week mm.
1: i don't know i'm i'm curious to see i how think it's I probably been it
0: a while since you watched captain america i know that i really like red yeah, skull i think so we'll see. captain america mostly i'm happy that we're on the right again in marvel movies because the last two have been subpar
1: yeah and the sequel the number twos of the series i think with the exception of thor are always a little uh miss
0: yeah winter soldier was okay um, if I remember correctly, Actually, I haven't seen it since theaters.
1: No, I take that back. When you see Winter Soldier again, you're gonna be like, "Nope, you're totally wrong about this number twos things. Iron Man's the one-off. Winter
0: Soldier is." I haven't seen good. Winter Soldier in theaters. I just like good. I don't. I remember uh, it not really resonating with me, but I might be wrong. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out eventually. I, th- I think you it's are. It's been wrong. a while.
1: Um. Uh, so. So yeah, that's kind of how I power rank this right now. This is number two in the series, um. Which you know, two out of four isn't bad. Um. Especially when. I think number one will remain in the top three pretty much for the rest of the time.
0: We'll see. We'll see how we how we stack up on that. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I got a pretty good idea of where I put some of them, but I've also got no idea on some of them. Well, that's kind of why yeah, I want to do that's what I'm saying,
1: so that it can be
0: like um, who knows. Maybe I'll really like Guardians this time around. The yeah. First one, so good. So I'm gonna say now.
1: Mm. Um, but yeah, I think. I think this movie is really good. I mean, what do you what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think that we got the best that we were gonna get out of this movie. I think that it it did need an extraordinary amount of backstory compared to the rest of them, in that like we had to bring a different plane of existence into it, and that right. that creates a lot of hang ups, but it, and it also creates a lot of holes. But I think they did a very good job of sewing those holes together into a cohesive story, and it was really a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's an underrated movie. It's one that gets forgotten about a lot.
1: Um, I think do you think that like I know when I first saw it I was like Thor was okay and now when I watched it today I was like I actually you know I told you before we even started recording I have considerably less notes on this one because I was enjoying it yeah it so was
0: much. definitely fun to watch and it was like I said I'm glad we're back on the right track
1: I think we stay on the right track for a little yeah bit.
0: for a good I mean the next I, I like the next Game three man. I know that you're not crazy about one of the next three is it, it is Iron, Iron Man 3? 3 have I thoughts. have lots of thoughts on <laughs> Iron Man. So, if you had to take a rating for Loki as a villain and put him on a scale of one being, you know, our usual Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, and our ten being Heath Ledger, and our ten being Heath Ledger as the Joker, where would you put Loki?
1: I'd probably give Loki a pretty solid score. Um, and and I'm a big fan of if you're gonna do a one to ten, then you don't get decimal points. But I really think he's like a eight point six.
0: Yeah, I could agree uh, with that. But. At the same time it's tough because I have trouble separating Loki in Thor from Loki in the overall series. So that's, like
1: I, that's kind of where I have some I feel like I might be overrating think, him
0: because of his performance in the other movies. Right. Like
1: I think when we watch Avengers, I'm gonna be like, Oh, that's eight point nine. Yeah. You know. Um but Loki in this movie it, it's tough to sell, separate and I think that's that, that's the beauty of the cinematic universe. So that's why I'm gonna stick with yeah, I'll put my him right score. at an eight. I could get with that. Uh Would you want to do a power ranking for Loki compared to the other villains we've seen so far? Yeah, he's the top. The top, I'd put
0: him, probably Whiplash... Probably him, Whiplash, Obadiah Stain, and then Abomination, Abomination, and then the U.S. government.
1: I mm, I think I would put Abomination higher on that list.
0: I Abomination's let down by his movie. It's just he can he couldn't, he couldn't recover. Mm, but he's a right. Good but villain. like he is a good villain. But like a great diver making an okay dive is still an okay dive. You know, you get what I'm saying. Like the degree of difficulty didn't give him enough you, yeah, point yeah.
1: multipliers. I guess I, I put it asterisk. Asterisk. i don't know
0: i really like the villains in these movies so far the the villains are better than the movies generally uh i liked whiplash i liked obadiah stain i liked abomination what about justin hammer I, he's part of whiplash so yeah the, i the, guess we we'll just rank the, the pair yeah based the, on the pairs, like because you could you could technically call a lot of things villains you'd call the the frost giants a villain which they lose significantly and
1: and the, the destroyer a villain which
0: he loses <laughs> bad. yeah so it's like um, it's it's villain by committee
1: so I say Loki's top here. Um, he's got to be. And then I think, I, I mean, we can go to more committee on this, you know, between you and I. But I think, I think, like, I, I'd i put Whiplash. I don't know. I, I have a hard time with this because I really think that Abomination was a good villain. Uh, I think the U.S. government ruined it. So I think that committee drops him down lower. And then I think Obadiah was a good villain altogether. Actually, I just like Obadiah. So we're going to put, I'm going to put Obadiah number, two, number okay. two for me. And then... And then, uh, and then probably Whiplash and uh, unfortunately
0: Abomination. I like, I want to do more. I do too. Emil Blonsky, great character. Only person with a name the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Emil Blonsky. Where's Blonsky? (laughs) Nobody else. That guy, Thunderbolt Ross, (laughs) keeps calling him Blonsky. Thunderbolt. Um, so that's unfortunate that we
1: have to give him such a low score. But I think he won't stay at the bottom.
0: No. God, no. But no. I can't remember. I mean, I got,
1: I got feelings on that one. I'm not a huge fan. Well, like, mm, see, but Guy Pierce is a great actor. Yeah, so we'll but, see.
0: oh, no, <laughs> but that one. No, but the Mandarin. I really want to uh, like that movie. I try so hard. But I don't know, but it's the not Mandarin. Good. And I don't by any means think Loki will stay at the top, necessarily. Hmm.
1: I think he'll stay
0: we'll play pretty, pretty close, to the top. but I don't know about I don't know about number 1. We'll see. We'll see. I got I got feelings about that too. There's some villains yeah. I like a lot. I mean, Tony Stark. Oh my god. Villain. We're not putting Tony Stark on the villain list until he <laughs> I mean, becomes he until he becomes a villain in an upcoming movie. <laughs> no, he's not. In, in a Captain no, America movie, the he final is battle is between right, Captain but America. The Captain America is the villain. Yes. Nope. It's not Captain a Captain America a is the villain. He is. Nope. He is. Wrong. Wrong. We'll see. See you. We're going to fight on Civil War. I know this. I already know this. Anyway, yeah. Um, if you had to give this a,
1: movie a, a breakfast food, breakfast food, it needs to be something that's exceptionally well done, uh, but isn't, isn't a fancy dish. Yeah, absolutely. You know like a, like a brioche French toast, I think is where I put this from like an organic restaurant, like farm to
0: table brioche French toast. I would say brioche French toast. Every time you use the word brioche is too fancy for Thor. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Maybe not brioche French toast, but like, like, you know, when you go to a farm to table restaurant and they've got like a. Uh, like i can't say like eggs benedict like that's way too fancy yeah. you know uh i think like like when you go to like a fancy farm to table joint and they've got like a like a house french toast dish that's what i'm seeing it's extremely well done it's handcrafted uh put together with amazing pieces but uh at the end of the day it's
0: still french toast yeah i think that it's it's just a good plate of pancakes like it's satisfying it's nice it's not the greatest thing ever but it gets the job done it gets you from point a to point b as far as your breakfast goes it's satisfying it is fun it's enjoyable Uh, like you enjoy eating those pancakes you're not like man these are kind of dry it's like they're they're buttered well they're
1: I don't know. I think it's got more depth than you're giving it because I think I think like the the allegory of the prodigal son throughout the whole yeah we didn't thing, talk about Jesus at all. It's not just this. no, but I mean that's it beats yeah me with the table flipping one. and uh, and and you know the one son leaves and he's the son that's loved and when he comes back his father still loves him but the other son needs to learn yeah, like a lesson about
0: we we didn't talk about that at yeah. all which I think is probably okay
1: yeah yeah but I mean that's that's yeah. the movie like <laughs> um I think but I think it has a little bit more depth I mean, than a plate of pancakes I just, I think, maybe, maybe I like maybe why, I like that's why, that's why I'm reaching maybe for I like Maybe you do like pancakes.
0: Like, I'm just saying, pancakes are good. It's a good, it's a good play of pancakes. Actually, I do, I do have a, a waffle iron that I borrowed from Frank because he left it there, uh that that mm-hmm. makes Thor waffles. So I think it, it might just be a Thor waffle. It might be a Thor waffle. Fun fact: <laughs> I bought Frank that waffle iron for Christmas. yeah, and he forgot it when he moved out, and I have it. Mm.
1: Yep. nice. Well, Frank, if you're listening,
0: which he probably will, um, let's be real I hope here. He does. If, if anybody I know is listening, it's Frank tomorrow. Anyway. If you're listening to us on October 5th, congratulations, our experiment worked. If you're listening to us on, what, October 12th? Sorry, we tried. We tried really
1: hard. We lied on Instagram. You can follow us both on Instagram. Ethan's at wow now, but the O's are zeros. And I'm at americarlin. That's like America, but then R-L-I-N.
0: If you want to reach out to us, get us on Twitter. We're also at Bacon and Eggs twelve? Twenty three. Bacon and eggs twenty three. We not change that.
1: Uh nothing else is available and it's a lost oh, number. Well, oh, so. okay,
0: fine. Bacon and eggs twenty three it is. <laughs> also, you can just hit us on our regular Twitters and Instagrams. They are the same as our Instagram handles, and you can get us at bacon at gmail.com if you want to direct any kind of wonderful sponsorship opportunities, or if you want to direct any kind of questions or comments or death threats, please send them to that email address. It's bacon at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, and anything we can do to improve to make this show better for please you please let us Just know let us know
0: i'd love to hear it i'd love to hear any kind of feedback or questions or if you want us to uh, to do other kind of movies you could tell us that too because we've got some open things coming up
1: we do have some open things coming up as well as a blog coming soon uh which will be for uh more secondary projects um and that will be on our website that is not yet launched but it will it'll be, be bacon and eggs dot something and eggs. Jazz.
0: <laughs> is dot jazz an option anyway yeah thank you for listening to this episode we had a great time making it for you so i hope you had a great time listening to it If it's not launch day, then we'll catch you in a few minutes. If it is launch day, we'll catch you in a week. You have fun. Adios. You know, you know? This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! (laughs) Sorry. Tell
1: me! This episode of Bacon and Eggs has been brought to you by our good friends over at Audible. Audible is a great resource for anybody who likes audiobooks or, like myself, likes books but isn't really good at reading them. They have a library of over 180,000 different books to choose from, and Audible is helping us offer you one month free, get a month free trial where you get to download one book of your choice. As Ethan mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we recommend for this one, going ahead and taking a look at Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology, free on us and a month trial for the, for the service. Just go to audibletrial.com eggs and get your free month started today. That's audibletrial.com slash E-G-G-S. Thank you.